Hi, welcome to Stories Around the Campfire. The last couple of weeks, it's been pretty cold in certain parts of the U.S. here. Here in New Jersey, it got colder than normal. Lots of snow, lots of ice. My daughter and her husband and family live in West Texas, and if you've heard anything about what happened there in the winter of 21, it got really cold. They got some snow, and they live in a little town of Alpine out in West Texas. And out there, it got down to one degree for a couple of nights. That's really cold for out there. I, I was thinking about that. Growing up, I had a lot of time to be in the cold. I grew up in western Colorado, you may know. And there are times when it got really, really cold. I remember one time. I was in the sixth grade. We were living near Meeker, Colorado, uh, on a place called Nine Mile, nine miles out of Meeker, up towards Craig. And uh, right there, it was a really nice spot. But one winter, that winter especially, it got really, really cold for many days on end. And I don't remember too much about it. I was only in the sixth grade. But I do remember one morning we were waking up. It was super, super cold outside. We looked at the thermometer that was outside, and it said 58 degrees below zero. Now, I don't know how accurate that was. I know that it must have been pretty close, because it was on the news and different things around, people talking about how cold it was. And that whole winter, mom and dad had both had to plug in their cars, you know, to keep them going. And that morning, we needed some wood for the fireplace. And so my brother Tom and I, we wanted to see what 58 below felt like. So we bundled up, put all our coats and gloves and hat and everything on and went out in the 58 below zero. I don't know what's supposed to happen then. I do know that we were both instantly cold. I know that we had tried to cover our faces as much as possible, but right away, we were already cold. We had to walk down to the shed to pick up the wood. We weren't out in it for very long. I suppose no more than five or 10 minutes gathering the wood. Being boys, we were trying to see what it was. I know we tried spitting and seeing how quickly the spit would freeze. And I don't know that it froze in midair, but it certainly froze by the time it hit the ground. It, it was really bitterly cold. I've never felt or seen anything like it. A year or two later, we lived up in Alaska for a couple of years. And although we didn't live, weren't there in the deep of the winter, that winter, they said it got to 72 below in Fairbanks. But we never experienced that. 58 below is cold enough. You couldn't move. You didn't feel like going anywhere. And so we went back in. <laughs> The worst part of this story is later in the afternoon, uh, we decided it would be a good time to go rabbit hunting. Now, I don't know what brought that on. Again, we're boys. Uh, we had the freedom to go out hunting rabbits if we wanted to. So we bundled up and grabbed our 22s and went out hunting rabbits. And by then it had warmed up, I don't know, it was about, uh, about the 32 below, I guess. <laughs> and we went rabbit hunting. Of course, we didn't do any good. The rabbits were smart enough to stay huddled down in their houses and trying to stay warm. There have been other times 
has been maybe not quite that cold, but certainly very, very cold. Uh, I guided as a, as a hunting guide later on. I was down near Pagosa Springs in Colorado, and one, one time I had a group, it was just two guys. Uh, it was supposed to be a trophy hunt, and we were going up into the Turkey Creek Basin area, it, it was cold. And the first night we were riding our horses, we, we got up about um, halfway up Turkey Creek and uh, found a place to stop. And I set up camp, got the tent set up, everything. And then I started uh, cooking our meal over a fire that night. And it was so cold, the absolute truth. I was sitting by the fire trying to cook everything up. And I had a, a pan of water setting off just to the edge of the fire, you know, like you do when you're cooking. And, and it was so cold that if I didn't keep bumping that pan every couple of minutes, it would start to skim over with ice. I knew it was going to be a really cold night. These guys were not from Colorado. One was actually from South Africa, and he didn't know much about cold weather. And the other guy was from Louisiana. I always said from South Louisiana. And it was a bitter, bitter night for them. We huddled into our tent, and uh, we had good sleeping bags, everything. I don't know if they slept a wink. I slept pretty good because I knew how to sleep in the cold. And I would brought the uh, little stove in and a coffee pot. And that way, in the morning, we got up early. I could just turn on the stove real quickly and, and get the coffee going. I woke up in the morning, and it was probably about... Oh, I suppose about five o'clock and I reached for the coffee pot and it, the water was frozen solid all the way through. Cold weather. We didn't last long. We went up a day and went all the way up to Turkey Creek Lake and uh, had a camp up there. Did a little bit of hunting. No good. Everything had started to move on down. There was a big storm coming and they wanted out of there. So we went back down. Another story, another time. But... They experienced what it was like to be in the cold there in Pagosa Springs. When we lived up on the Women Hooch, Ann and I, my wife, were, we were just married. We'd been married for oh, a couple of years, and we were up spending some time with my mom and dad. They were running the Women Hooch Valley Place at that point. They had a nice house, but they also had some little cabins uh, for people like usually summer help. And so we took one of those and it was, uh, you know, young, married, you have a good time, you're having a fun time. But again, the women hooch gets very, very cold. We had a big wooden stove, you know, that type, the old wooden stove to cook on and it would get just blazing hot in there. It would get so hot that we would actually have to open the door to get a little bit of cool in because there was just, there's no regulator, no thermostat on those stoves. It could be snowing like crazy outside, and we had the door open trying to cool the place down. But those types of stoves aren't like the earth stoves that we use now. They don't retain that much, and so no matter how much wood you put in it at night to try to keep the place warm, we would jump into bed. This was just a one-room little cabin, get it as warm as we could, Next morning, the whole room was just icy cold. We were always glad we did have an electric blanket, and that was really nice. 
and then we would try to outweigh each other to see who would be the first to get up and go and start a fire in the stove. Because when you jumped out of bed, that floor, it was old linoleum, was so cold on your feet. In fact, it got so cold, uh, there were a couple of times my boots actually froze to the floor and I tried to pick them up and pull the linoleum off. That was, that was just so cold. And, and it got so cold in that cabin that, that actually if we didn't want something to freeze, you know where we put it? We put it in the refrigerator because that was actually warmer in there than it was in the cabin. We had to go outside for a bathroom. There was a nice little bathhouse, but we had to go out and there was snow. It was probably four feet, maybe five feet deep. And of course it was all shoveled. We would go there, have to go there to the bathhouse for the bathroom and the shower and everything, and then come running back. And hopefully by then the room was warmed up because we got the fire going again. Another time we were in Pagosa Springs. Again, Ann and I by then had uh, two of our kids. Um, we had a lot of friends we did things with. And one February, the whole area decided to have kind of a big winter carnival because we were all getting cabin fever. It had been a really cold winter, lots of snow. And so one of the things in the whole carnival, the whole day, was they were going to have a softball tournament. And I know that sounds crazy in February. The snow was about four and a half feet deep out on the fields. And so we had to go out and we had to shovel the base path and we put bales of hay on end so you would know where the base paths were. We used a great big 16 inch softball and painted it bright orange so that it could be seen in all the white snow. And, and then we played and it, it, it was a lot of fun. It was a crazy, crazy time. And thinking about it though, when we started that morning, that morning it was 32 below. The people who were running everything said, oh, we can't play there. Our team actually was the first one to play. And they said, we're going to have to just delay for a bit. So they did delay for a little bit. And I think it finally warmed up to something like maybe it was uh, 20 below by the time we started playing. And of course, you're in your coats and your hat and your gloves and mittens. And uh, one of my friends on the team, George, he played out in the... Uh, outfield and he had on his bush skis so he could move around real quickly. I think one guy had on snowshoes. Anyway, we played and it would it was hilarious. Somebody hit the ball and you know those big balls spin like crazy when you hit them if you don't hit them just solid and they'd be spinning and they'd hit in that snow that's four feet deep and people are in there just with their hands trying to shovel it, trying to find that ball. It was absolutely hilarious and it was cold. We kept playing, and somehow our team kept winning that day. And it was one of those strange times you've ever seen. And it happens, it happened there in Pagosa before, but other places where there's just a big, I guess you call it inversion of weather, and suddenly it started getting warm. And by the afternoon, we were still playing, and it had gotten clear up to about 40 degrees, 40 above zero. And by then we had taken off our coats. We were actually playing the last game we played. We were just in long sleeve shirts, just playing just like it was almost regular outside, not in those big heavy coats. 
it was a crazy time. It was it was very very fun. Not very many people played softball at 20 degrees below in four feet of snow. Thanks for listening to Stories Around the Campfire. These kind of stories are good ones to sit around the fireplace with a cup of hot chocolate, isn't it? If you like to read fictional novels, you might enjoy a couple of stories about cold weather. One by Louis L'Amour. It's called Last of the Breed and takes place in Siberia. Another author that I really enjoy, Alastair McLean. He has two stories that take place in the Arctic, Night Without End and Ice Station Zebra. You can find these books, I think, on Amazon, and you might enjoy them if you like that kind of story. Well, we'll see you next time. Goodbye.